Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Seerah, and much more. Inshallah, in today's talk, uh, uh, I'd like to talk about some of the ayat from the Tawbah, but before I go into those, I, uh, I want to give a, a brief reminder about the talk I had yesterday. It's a kind of a continuation of that. When I talked about the issue of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about, for example, the person who can see and the person who cannot see are not equal. The person who has knowledge and one who does not have knowledge are not equal. And the person who is in guidance and the one who is not guided, the one who is a Muslim and is not a, a believer and disbelievers are not the same inside of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, similarly, there are many ahadith, many uh, uh, evidences that we can find in reference to the importance of the ulama in Islam. Like, for example, uh, a single learned Muslim is harder on a, on a shaitan than a thousand worshippers. Yeah? So it's easier for shaitan to overcome the thousand worshippers compared to an alim who is aware of the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal. He's aware of awamir wa nawahi, meaning the, uh, the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, the uh, uh, angels lower their wings for the seeker of the knowledge out of pleasure in what they seek. And uh, another place it says, those in the heavens and the earth and the, and the very fish in the water ask Allah to forgive the person endowed with sacred knowledge. So when it comes to the knowledge and the per- people who bear knowledge, they have a lot of importance in Islam. So the reason I am talking about this prior to talking about the subject that I really want to talk about, so it will not be mistaken uh, that out of context knowledgeable people are, uh, or the ulama are the inheritance of the anbiya. They are the one who continue on the knowledge to the rest of the mankind. So this has to be understood first before we move on to when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us another aspect of scholars as well. And this is actually talking about the Yahud and Nasara. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says into the Tawbah, Ba'adahu billahi min shaytan rajim they have taken their scholars and monks as as rab arbab arbab is a plural of the word rab or the lords besides bindunillah besides allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also Masih, this is Isa alayhi salatu salam, the son of Mary, and they were not commanded except to worship one Allah. Everybody, we are all, we are all reminded of to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but there are people talking about the Yahud and Nasara who took their ahbar wa ruhban, their scholars and monks, as their arbab. It's a very important subject for us to have in our minds. Because why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first of all, talked about uh, 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 Yahud and Nasara for us because there is another aspect of it 
that the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will follow the footsteps of the Bani Israel, follow the footsteps of Yahud and Nasara. So hence, we have been warned by giving their example. Look, they have done this. So let's not fall on the same footstep. Let's not follow the same mistakes that they have made. And that's the idea of all the qasas, all the stories that we mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah so we can get the ibrah. Ibrah means we get the lesson out of those stories. So what is the, about this story, uh, about this ayah? When this ayah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was reciting, the hadith mentions, reported by Ibn Kathir also in his uh, tafsir, he says, Adib ibn, uh, uh, ibn Hatim, radiyallahu an, who was not a Muslim at that time, and there was a cross hanging around his neck. And he came to Rasulullah when he heard about this ayah, that the Yahud and took their rabbis and monks as their arbab, as their gods, as their arbab. So he said, we did not make them as our gods. We did not accept them. So Rasulullah said, whatever they said, halal is halal and haram is haram. Did you accept it? And his response was yes. And Rasulullah replied to him that this is what it means by making them as your arbab, making them as your lords. Because now, why am I bringing this up in context to what we talked about yesterday and what I talked about in the beginning also? Yes, ulama have huge respect among the Muslims. We understand that and we have to give them due respect. And they are the inheritance of the Anbiya because they are the one who can tell us about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about Islam, they can explain to us because they have higher knowledge in those subjects. And we should go back to them about and learn from them. But keeping this in mind as well, that we should not take them to the level that they make anything halal as haram, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it haram, or something that Allah has made halal and they make it haram, and we just follow them because they're ulama. It should not be that way. Because then we will be on the footsteps of the Yahudun Nasara. Because that's what they did. And Allah referred to them as, they made them as their arbab, made them as their lords. And of course, this is a form of a shirk. That when we give this authority that Allah Azza wa Jal has it for himself, the one, he is the one who is the one who decides, give it to go, tell us what is halal and what is haram. Yeah? So it's not, it's not even to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We talked about that in the past as well. Even Muhammad sallam, was not the one who was deciding halal and haram. He was conveying what Allah gave it to him. Right? This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, at one place uh, 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 says that O Prophet Muhammad sallam, why do you make something haram that we made halal? Meaning Rasulullah did not have even this jurisdiction of that he can make something haram that Allah made it halal or halal that Allah made it haram. He was a messenger. We always say Rasulullah he's a messenger of Allah. He's the one who conveyed the message from Allah. He does not say anything from his desires, whatever he says, what was revealed to him. So he, he not, does not make, the, make up the things from his mind or desire, desires and tell the people, this is halal, this is haram. He was a messenger of Allah. So how can uh, 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 an alim can have this job of course alim does not have alim has the job of to let the people know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants because he has the knowledge about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa the kitab Allah and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so this uh, this check and balance should always be there as well for us 
And I know sometimes it becomes difficult to, to, to see through that. Look, it is important for us to keep an eye because an alim also on the day of judgment, he will not be able to save us. He will not be able to save us. There will be, he will be by, by himself and we will be by ourselves. We will be accountable for what we have done. So if we, for example, if we find out an alim, very knowledgeable person, a very, uh, nowadays we consider them, celebrity scholar comes up and uh, it starts saying things like, oh, riba is halal. Or first time riba, first house is halal, first uh, business is halal, or first, uh, uh, first school loan is halal. Look, when a person talks like this, just because it's alim does not mean that we have to accept this now. Okay, we are accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the end of the the day, we should gain knowledge, all of us. It's important for all of us to gain knowledge. Yes, I understand there will be uh, specialities within the the, the knowledge of deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we should, not everybody will be able to gain. And for that, we will be dependent on the ones who have that specific, special knowledge about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Could be, for example, the details of the, uh, of the hadith, the, the, the strength of the hadith, authenticity of the hadith, or tafsir, for example, how to do the tafsir of the Quran. They, they may have the more detailed knowledge than a regular person. So we have to go to them and learn about that. But when it comes to halal and haram, uh, which are very clear in Islam, and if somebody tries to make that halal, which is halal, made it haram or haram is halal, just because a person is a scholar, that's not sufficient. That's not does not allow him to, to cross the boundaries Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made. Okay, now, having said all that, we also have to have some degree of knowledge about the subject of, for example, there are ikhtilaf, there are differences of opinions about the things. Okay? And if you have difference of opinions within the boundaries of Islam, we should respect those boundaries. Meaning, as long as this is from, from the shara, there are two different opinions, but from the shara within the boundaries of Islam, that is fine to, uh, to hold on to your opinion. But the moment you find out that your opinion that you were following was incorrect, then you should not hold on to that because now there should not be any kind of a loyalty to the opinion that you have come to the conclusion, whether by yourself, as if you are a scholar, you have the knowledge, or even the knowledgeable people around you, they have showed you the evidences that contradicts that completely, then there should not be any loyalty to that. Yes, a person who still believes that this is the right opinion because of the evidences that he has around him, this is between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he can continue to follow that opinion. But we have to understand our boundaries of what does it mean by difference of opinion, how to deal with the difference of opinions as well. Okay? But it should not be in a manner that we blindly follow the scholars. It should not be this way. And if that's the case, that can take us in wrong direction as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has talked about the Yahudu Nasara and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned about the, the, these previous nations when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned about the hadith. They say you will follow the wrong ways of your predecessors so, uh, so completely and literally that if, if they should go into the hole of, of a lizard, you, you too will go, go there. So Sahaba say, oh Rasulullah, do you mean the Jews and the Christians? And he replied, whom else? Meaning, who else am I talking about? So this is why we find the Quran is filled with many stories of Yahud and Nasara from the Bani Israel. So we do not follow, we do not make the same mistakes that they make. 
And so you will be hearing all this. Unfortunately, today is the day you hear all this about the moon sighting again. So keep this in mind, though, that we have to understand if something is from the Shara, somebody has a difference of opinion, then give due respect to that opinion because we don't have the authority of imposing our opinion to the others. Unfortunately, we lost that, which is we're supposed to have an imam or a mirum or mina, whereas who can adopt and everybody has to follow. We don't have that at this point. So we can at least follow what we, we know of is the right opinion and stick with that, alhamdulillah. And uh, uh, having good discussions with each other is good. A healthy discussion is fine, but the healthy discussion has to be. So we want to have one common goal. We want to reach the haqq. As Imam Shafi, rahimahullah, said that he never have discussion with anyone except with this understanding, whoever's tongue, the haq will come, he will, he will follow. Whoever's tongue, doesn't matter, the one he's debating with or his own tongue, wherever the haq is, he will follow. And that's the way it should be, the discussion should be when we talk about different opinions, inshallah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.